And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. All right, hello, good evening. Back to the Futures back here on the BetQL Network. Brandon Sprague here on the East Coast, my great co-host on the East Coast, Lucy Burge of the BetQL family. She is on Twitter at Lucille Burge. I'm on Twitter at Brandon Sprague. Give us a follow. Uh, because we offer just more than betting advice. We offer a lot of tips, which is what we're getting into tonight. Uh, but, Lucy, we've asked it every weekend that we've been doing the shows this summer. How was the weekend? Well, Sprague, um, this weekend personally was great. I had a great little weekend. I drove to the Jersey Shore, uh, spent some time there, went to Jersey Mike's because one in Rome, of course. And then I drove back to Connecticut, <laughs> saw my family, got a nice, I got just turkey. That's my sandwich order, just turkey. But this time I did get pickles, so I got a little bit wild with it. Wait, 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 then, wait, stop, 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 stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I knew we were going to stop out, here. Yep, time out, yep, time out, yep. time out. First of all, first part question, did yeah. you GTL? Any GTLing going on? I did some T, uh, okay. L not in New Jersey. I did some L in Good. Connecticut and okay. some, yes, I do. I do a lot of D pretty much throughout the week, but not that day. Okay. I should have gone okay. to an authentic G and I saw a very interesting beach bum tanning T location right next to a Jersey Mike's. And I was like, I have landed. I am in the dirty jurors right now. This is perfect. So and... did that, saw my family and then yes. And then, so then, so then. So, the Red so what's Sox, the, you're, hold on. Let, I'm going to let yeah. you go on the Red Sox. Your sandwich yeah. order is bread and oh, yeah. turkey? Yes. No so mayo, no mustard, no, no mayo. lettuce, no onion, no vinegar, no salt, no pepper, no nothing? Nothing. And so here's the thing. Every time I order a sandwich, oh. I get more questions than if I order more things. Because they keep saying, is that all? Are you sure? Are you sure? That's all? No, not none of this? Are you sure? You're sure? Just, just turkey, right? Just turkey? <laughs> yes. I would like bread, turkey, slide it down and let me pay for it. That is what I am asking for. But this time I did say pickles so that there was like a little extra oomph to it so that they would be like, oh, okay, so she's normal. Yeah, just turkey and like pickles and no mayo, nothing. No sauces, dressings, uh, vinegar, nothing. No lettuce, nothing. Bread, turkey, nice little travel sandwich because I ate it on the ride back. So that was nice. Jersey Mike's always a winner. So then. The Red Sox just ruined everything because I still cannot believe what happened with Chris Sale. That was almost worse than both of their losses to the Yankees this weekend where the Yankees scored double-digit runs. This was the I, – I don't know if this is the nail in the coffin for the season, but it sure mm. feels like it. It sure feels like it because nothing can go right for this, this team. I mean, I wouldn't say nothing can go right for this team, but for Chris Sale. He cannot catch right. a break. I know literally he caught a break, but he cannot <laughs> catch. I mean, I, so I was driving back to Boston today and I turned the game on in the car, not three minutes into listening to it. Did this happen? So I have still have not actually seen what happened where he was hit in his pinky by a batted ball and immediately knew that his, he knew his finger was broken because as it was relayed through the radio where they were trying to make it seem like it wasn't so bad. They were like, maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's uh, dislocated. That is broken. That is broken. 1000% broken. That finger is almost in half. I saw a picture of it, not the video. So it, there is a pall over the Red Sox season right now, I think. And this was the darkest mm -hmm. day of the Red Sox season today on July 17th, 2022, the year of our Lord. This is the darkest day of the Red Sox season. But how was your weekend's break? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, I, 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 we don't need to dive into it some more. I feel like you want to move on. I will say you are, you're a very fun person to work with. Um, I always love doing the show with you. You are an absolute, and I'm not exaggerating here, an absolute psychopath on that sandwich order. I have never met a human being that just takes sandwich. Uh, it just takes bread and meat, nothing else. That is an absolute psychopath order. I just want you to know that you are special in that way. Well, you Second should see me all, order a salad, no dressing. None, no dressing whatsoever. What? <laughs> what? No, lettuce, chicken, maybe some other toppings, perhaps. No, maybe. Generally, like, generally, if it comes with like feta cheese, oh. sometimes I get the cheese, but some, it's like, can I get this salad with, with chicken, but no cheese and no dressing, please? That's my, or dressing on the side, maybe. I just want you to know, like, you think my reaction's funny. Everybody not on camera right now working this show thinks you're an absolute psychopath in every That's fine. way you food. Okay. You know, also I, I, grilled chicken, no no dressing on that. Just just grilled, nothing on it. I, just grilled that's, sandwich, that's bada boom. Sure, that, that's okay. Uh, my weekend was good. It wasn't quite as psychotic as yours. I had a really nice, calm Oregon summer day. Went out to a lake. I took a kayak. And we, I put a line in and I caught a nice size rainbow trout. I came back, gutted it, cooked it for the family. I had a nice little day. I got a little sunburn on my face. Yeah, I'm a pale, I'm a vampire. So I got a little color. And so that's always nice, but it was a really relaxed weekend. I did, I didn't have a Chris Sale-like moment because again, I, and I'll get into some baseball stuff with you today. I do think the Red Sox season's potentially over. And if it's not, then baseball's just wonky that way. But Chris Sale's pinky, the equivalent to that for me was my losing ticket of one Rory McIlroy at the Open oh, Championship. God. Yeah. Don't get me started. I, I picked him. I don't usually pick pre-tournament. I usually do live betting with golf. I think golf is one of the better uh, sports to live bet because you still get great odds even from the fifth, sixth guy in contention. Uh, but I got Rory at 9-1, to one and I'll be honest, I felt really good about it. He was leading through 54 holes. He's the first player – uh, to their stat tracking data, they can say uh, led for 54 holes and hit all his greens in regulation and didn't and didn't win the major championship. He's the first one ever to do that. He became just the second player in the last 30 years, paired with Jason Day, to go bogey free in his final round after leading and not win a major championship. So I had history quite literally broken to not win my bet. Because Cameron Smith wins the Claret Jug because, one, he's powered by the mullet. And, two, he can't miss a mother bleeping putt to save his life. Dude was on fire with the putter stick. If you golf even casually, you know if the putter is dialed, you can make up so many strokes with that thing. And ultimately, for my Rory Benton, Rory McIlroy himself, that's what happened. Yeah. Cameron Smith came out and just took it and, and, and won at St. Andrews. And he was literally speechless, not literally, but he said, I am speechless at the end of this. And he also wanted to see how many beers he can fit in the claret jug. And I was like, this guy is great. This guy is a great <laughs> way about him, great attitude. And if you had not had that bet on him, I would say that this guy, yeah, good for him for winning. But that is a tough loss there because his, when history is broken to lose your bet, that is rough. That's one that it takes a couple of days yeah. to get over that. No, that one, it, it hurt a lot. But like, I'm also kind of one of those weird golf fans, Lucy, that's like, my bet plays with my heart the most. Mm. But if I'm in the moment, and it's not like my life is going to be ruined if I lose this money, 
I, I tend to lean towards enjoying it. And I don't know how you watch Cameron Smith today, whether you watch the live version super early on the West Coast, which I did, or you waited for the repeat play right after it. If you watched Cameron Smith play today, you just had an admiration for it. He has had a phenomenal season. He came up just short in the Masters. He was in that final grouping with Scheffler. Thought there was a chance he'd catch him. He won the unofficial fifth major championship with some of the best shot making I had seen, especially on that Island Green at TPC. And so if you've seen Cameron Smith, he's one of the best uh, wedge and putt players on the entire tour. Dude is dialed with a short game. Short game means everything. He is somebody in every major championship. If you're going to place multiple bets and sprinkle a little on somebody, he is definitely one of those dudes. He was 22 to one and ninth on the board. Uh, coming into this tournament. And so Cameron Smith pulls it off. Congratulations to the people out there that had a bet on him, whether live or pre. He was able to do it and put together one of the more impressive major championship displays we've ever seen. That was historic greatness stuff that you saw from Cameron Smith and his putter. Yeah, he was the, also the first player since Phil Mickelson in 2013 to come back to win the Open down four strokes. Phil of the Live, Laugh, Love Tour. So yep. I think that's pretty impressive. <laughs> live, laugh, love. <laughs> that's when they should sell shirts like that. They should sell live, laugh, love shirts, which I think they were doing in Brookline outside of the, the open there. And they were selling bootleg live, laugh, love uh, shirts. I would have yes. bought one of those. Yeah. I was going to say like, it'd be very Saudi of them to sell live, laugh, love. And there's a picture of a bone saw blood dripping off it. Like that would oh, really totally. a whole situation and oh, totally. feel even more uncomfortable um, from the major championship to pro baseball. We're getting to some NBA stuff today here on Back to the Futures. Uh, Lucy has a takeaway from an article that she wants to get into. I also did not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to allow you to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to lob it up to you and I'm going to allow you to give your thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers tattoo. Cause I realized last week we oh, didn't please. get to it and I know this you have correct. thoughts. Oh, and as a guy with a teenage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tattoo on my arm. I have no room to talk about anybody else's tattoos. We all get our tattoos for different reasons. You're going to get a neck tattoo at some point. Uh, so we'll get into that coming up uh, today. But it is officially, Lucy, it's officially the All-Star break. Major League Baseball is, is getting ready for the All-Star game. The home run derby. Uh, first of all, let's before we get into All-Star festivities, what do we make of the first half of Major League Baseball? So I, there are surprises and there are disappointments as always, but the surprises are more surprising than I would have been surprised about at the beginning of this season. The Baltimore Orioles are good. Like what, what happened to them? They are now they at, at one point, I don't believe they're at 500 currently, but they were at 500 earlier today and they are winning 10 games in a row. I didn't even think they would win 10 games this season. And now they have winning streaks going double digit winning yeah. streak. The Orioles, you look, it, it gets to the point where you're like, look, they're not division odds. They're not going to win the division. So we can calm down about that. But you look at how much their World Series odds change just because it's interesting. They're not going to win the World Series, but I mean, crazy things. I don't know if crazier things have happened, but crazy things happen, especially in baseball. I wouldn't put a bet on their World Series odds, but tracking how they change is very interesting because it is indicative of how they're doing, which has been very well. So it, it is shocking that you've got the Orioles up against the disappointment of the season, the Angels. And, and the Angels are a different story, but up against them, they're the favorite when they were playing. Like, this is crazy. So the Angels also have two players who are arguably 
at one point or another, sometimes maybe now the faces of baseball, you've got Mike Trout yeah. and Shohei Otani and two of the greatest players playing right now, two of the greatest in history. You could say they can't win a game. Like the Angels yeah. can't win a game. And so it is, first of all, it's Shohei Otani on a team that can win the world series because this guy needs a world series before his career is over, please. Then you have Mike Trout, who it was supposed to be the face of baseball, and he's on a team that also he he, he is up and down, but like the team cannot win. Like, so you've got the disappointment and the the absolute shock of the year in the Orioles, and it's it's fascinating to watch, really. No, the Orioles are a great story. I'm glad you brought them up. Uh, all thanks due to Adley, the Clutchman Rutchman, uh, former yeah. Oregon State Beaver, go Beavs, Sherwood product out here from Oregon. Uh, since he got called up, I mean, they, and it's not just him all jokingly, but he has had a huge impact in them and he's found his bat. He was already good defensively, took him a minute, but he found his bat. Now he's got it going in Baltimore three and a half back here in the three team wild card. You know, the one team, and, and I know you didn't do it on purpose, but another team you kind of omitted there. We talk about Baltimore. Uh, can we talk about the second place team in the wild card? Seattle. How about the Seattle <laughs> mother bleeping Mariners? Out there, they're one game back of the first wild card now. They've overtaken the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. And so they're sitting there battling the, the Rays. Man, the Mariners are on fire right now. They just got a four-game sweep over the Texas Rangers. They've got multiple all-stars in Ty France. Julio Rodriguez is all but assuredly locked up the AL MVP stuff. He's also going to be participating in the home run derby. We'll get to those odds coming up. Um, it's just an incredible 14 games in a row. I can tell you firsthand out here in the Pacific Northwest, whether you're in the state of Washington or the state of Oregon, in Portland, there's a lot of Mariner fans that exist largely because we don't have a baseball team and they're the closest one who's on every night. I was never one of those guys. I'm a Turner baby, so I root for the Atlanta Braves. But it is impossible not to root for the story of the Seattle Mariners, who Lucy right now, I don't know how many people are aware of it, are currently holding the longest active drought streak in all of the four core pro sports of not making the playoffs. Their last year making the playoffs was 2001 when they tied the all-time record of 116 wins. They sucked the next year, and they've never recovered since. They have been a joke of a franchise. And so to see, to see Seattle kind of put this together, really quality pitching. They're a very good defensive team, and their bats have got it going largely because you've got a rookie up there making his mark. The Seattle Mariners are a team. We talk about futures. I don't know about Baltimore futures, but at this point, you probably get great odds on some Seattle Mariner futures. So it's been really fun to kind of watch this first half wind down, especially in the American League with these all-star or these uh, wild card races. Absolutely. And you can also place bets on the longest streak of the season. So look at the Mariners odds for that, because the longest winning streak of the season, you can get some good value there. Absolutely. So we'll dive into some more odds things coming up. Some AL NL pennant stuff. We got home run derby odds to get into. We've got some uh, NBA stuff. We had a player reject a franchise record breaking contract. And uh, we'll talk a little Tom's Brady. We've got a loaded show, a lot to get to. Back to the Futures here. Lucy Bird, Brandon Sprague, back with more on the BetQL Network.
It's Michael Jenkins from the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. The sports betting world never sleeps. So wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. You guys remember John Henderson used to play defensive tackle yes. for uh-huh. the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah. He used yeah. to get slapped before every single game, but like his coach used to like beat him up. I know yes. it's 701, but I I would anticipate his sex life is bizarre. Oh, probably. Yeah. If, he if, needs you to be a, if you let a coach smack you before boost? a game, what do you let your spouse exactly. or your partner do? Exactly, fam. Like, Hamsters I don't even want to know. Hamsters. This is the same gym that had teachers that cheat on your girlfriend. For not yeah. your body, yeah, not your body. Exactly. Not yeah. Your yeah. We also had a guy, and like every game, he would just come up and he would just take your helmet and he would headbutt you. And if you didn't have a helmet on, he would want to do it. I was, that, I was always like, "Were you that guy?" I was, I was that guy. No, I'm, headbutt- I, I'm headbutting you. I, I was always like, in. "I was always, I'm in the zone. I'm in the damn zone." I, I can't tell. Three yellow I can't tell if you're in the zone until I headbutt you. I can feel the transfer of energy. I was always trying to keep my. Maybe it's a little CTE flare up. I don't know if it was a CTE or the transfer of energy. BetMGM tonight, seven to eleven Eastern, from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on The Bet. During my college years, one summer I entered like a local television news station, and the types of calls that you would have to feel like always complaining, often about why the weather forecast was incorrect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I interned at the fan, and callers, like diehard callers, like no lives, would call the newsroom. Jerome from Manhattan, who's like a legendary FAN caller, would call, the, I would pick up, and he'd like scream at me about the Yankees. So I could leave yeah. Yeah, definitely. Then, like, the weather. Also, they would call to, like, give us, like, tips on things. Be like, yeah, there's, like, a there's a fence out of place over on, like, Route 8. Thank you. The sports league is it. going at it as hard as they can. Intern and caller on the fan. Weather forecast was incorrect. You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Your home for wagertainment. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. First off, where do we stand with the pitchers? We liked Strider at the big number, but do we like Strider at five? We liked Gore early on, but do we like Gore at five to one? We've talked about how tough it is as a pitcher to win this award for obvious reasons. And is there going to be a shutdown at some point? How hard are they going to ride these pitchers? Throughout the rest of the year, are they going to be out there for the end of the regular season? Plenty of examples of pitchers just getting shut down. Are we going to have that sort of scenario with Gore and Strider? I mean, and that's part of it. And because there are two position players with shorter odds, does it mean that Gore and Strider are just not worth it at five to one? BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM, nine to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in Back to the Futures here on the uh, BetQL Network and the Odyssey app, wherever you find your podcasts as well. If you're just tuning into this thing a little later, happy Sunday evening to everybody out there who celebrates having a day off from work and uh, is enjoying a nice summer weekend. As uh, we kind of wind you down going into your Monday and uh, this coming week, 
Uh, we have a lot to get to here. We'll get some NBA stuff at some point. I know Lucy wants to share some stuff she got off Tom Brady. I also want to pick her brain on the Aaron Rodgers tattoo. But we talked about the All-Star break is here now. And we talked about the surprise teams in, in the AL as uh, everything's going crazy right now. We'll get into some uh, pennant race odds. We'll get into some home run derby stuff. Uh, Lucy has an idea of who she's picking. I'll also give you my pick on the home run derby. Uh, there's one theory from our producer, Zach, that I'm absolutely not buying, but I love good theories. And this is a good theory that you may be able to place towards the way you want to wager on the home run derby. There is big news in Major League Baseball that came down this weekend. Uh, Lucy, I don't know where you were when you found this out. I know where I was, and I couldn't believe it. I do a double take. Juan Soto was offered a 15-year $440 million contract offer from the Washington Nationals who are absolute trash. And I mean trash. They are a triple-A team masquerading in the NL East, making life easier for the Mets and the Braves, who just took three or four. But Juan Soto loudly saying, I want nothing to do with this. And many people thinking he wants his way out of D.C. What do we make of Juan Soto saying no thank you to that contract offer uh, from Washington. Okay, so imagine. Well, I, first of all, first of all, I can see saying no because he wants to win. He said, "I am sick of losing." He's on a team that is a losing team. There is, it is a black hole of a team. There is no weird. There's no up to go anywhere. He's at the bottom here. But imagine, just imagine for a second, you are in a position to turn down four hundred and forty million dollars, and you were offered you were offered that amount of money, which is inconceivable that amount of money I, do, I don't even like that doesn't exist almost that is insane that amount of money and you're offered that and you think no i want more money i am worth more than that which everyone should know their worth value your worth and and yeah. all of that and, and your value but 440 million dollars you're offered that and you say no and there yes there are other conditions around this but you got to find then a team that is go if you want to leave the nationals a team that is going to pay you 500 million dollars and i'm sure there are teams i saw gary sheffield jr tweet this today that the dodgers mets yankees and mariners could be willing to pay him 500 million and you know the deadline is august 2nd and and the nationals are a garbage team so should there be yeah sure maybe he knows there are teams that would pay him 500 million dollars though that's this is insane. The, the contracts now are absolutely insane. $440 million and you turn that down, that's insane. Also, this drives up, it causes an issue, too, for the Red Sox keeping Rafael Devers. Because Devers and Juan Soto are kind of on par when it comes to talent, numbers, all of that. So if he's asking for this much, Devers is going to go back to the Red Sox and say, no, actually, look at what the market value is and look at what, what the market is saying. I mm -hmm. want $500 million. The Red Sox are going to say no way because we apparently, John Henry told the Boston Globe, we are putting more money into nutrition and sports science, whatever that means. Instead of Rafael Devers, put as much, pay him a billion, I've been saying a billion dollars in cash. Every time he hits a home run and crosses home plate, greet him there with a billion dollars in cash. Because this Jeez. guy, you can't, you cannot lose him. You cannot lose Rafael Devers. A lot of money, Lucy. It's a lot well, of money. Okay, <laughs> sure. But, but 500 million, a billion, whatever. It, it, it right. doesn't matter to John Henry. Like it, you could pay him that money and Bogarts, which, and they were both apparently ins insulted by their offers. So this Juan Soto contract news comes out that he has rejected this. And now the market is where it is. 
and players at this level now are expecting $500 million for 15-year deals, and it is messing everything up. Well, I, I don't know about messing everything up. If teams are willing to offer the contract, then that's kind of on them. I'll never forget sure. where I was with the A-Rod contract with the Rangers, 10 yep. years, 250, and just how insane that was to everybody. Just seeing that number and like, holy, a pro athlete's going to make 250 on one contract. I'll say this, kudos to Juan Soto. Whether he's looking for more than 440 or not, I think he's making a wise business decision not to tie the next 15 years, quote-unquote, to the Washington Nationals. Why yeah. should you go all in for a franchise that is quite literally rebuilding while you're still playing and you're you're in your prime, you're in your young prime, but you're in your prime. You're producing, you're a very good player. Whether it's the, the, the money and the dollar and cents or it's the year's commitment, I don't understand baseball players that want to sign those deals. And I'll tell you this, I know that's easy to go, well, Sprague, that's 440 million, sure but that's a $29.3 million annual salary, okay? That's great money. That's great money to you, me, and everybody else listening to this. For a baseball sure. player, you have to evaluate and say, do I want 29.3 or do I want to take much shorter-term deals and go make upwards of almost 40? And that's something you saw like Max Scherzer do. He, why is he a Met? Well, he's not a Met for anything other than the Mets agreed to pay him, and now he is making insane money for two seasons i don't think you should do a two-year deal but if i'm juan soto i don't want no 15-year deal man i don't i don't want that 440 when i feel like i could potentially make 540 if i play the short game so you know it's going to be a trade-off and we'll see if it's money if it's years if it's just the team uh the real vibe i get is it's team oriented and not so much dollar oriented but yes. i don't 15 years i don't i wouldn't get that if i was a player i'd go shorter term deals make more money year over year and then continue to boost it up because what is he? He's 22. He's 23. Like he's, Which is I, so, I, I mean, uh, he's a baby. Young. So he's got yes. plenty of years left. Yes. And so I say he's messing everything up. I think about Devers and I think about that. And cause I need the Red Sox to keep him. But that aside, you look at this face value. This is King behavior to be offered this amount and say, no, thanks. I want more. That is, uh, if he was on TikTok, it would be an example of, of hashtag King behavior. That's what he's doing right now. So I, I do in a way applaud this because imagine being in that position and having that upper hand there. But I do see yeah. that he doesn't want to be on a team that is losing like this. It must be every single day. Just so frustrating to be in this position and, and know that you're not going to win anything this season. And then you look at it and you think, well, okay, so would he take it, it, it? You balance out, okay, money versus am I going to win a championship? Because in the end of your career, what is going to mean more? I mean, money probably because you're set and your family's set and everything, but then you have, but also a couple championships. So you balance that out where like, can you, if you're not going to win, but you're paid more, but you're not paid more, but you're going to win more championships. But this, I, I do see why he would turn this down. That's a lot yeah. of years. Yeah, no, it's it's a huge commitment, and it's a good contract, but you might be able to make more than 440 if you play the short game. Uh, let's go into some pennant odds here. We got the AL odds. New York, your favorite team, is plus 150. Oh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. The Houston Astros are plus 220. The J Blue Jays are plus 700. The Red Sox, the team you hate the most, is plus 1,200. The Rays are 14. White Sox are 15, Twins 18, Mariners plus 3,000, and the Guardians at plus five. Do we have any value play there? And if you were, let's let's put Lucy Red Sox fandom to the side for a second. 
If I gave you $150, not one, 150, who are you laying 150 on uh, to win the AL pennant right now? So I would right now, I would put it on the Yankees because that might not be at plus money for a super long time. And I would get Mm -hmm. in on that right now while it's still at plus 150 before it turns to minus whatever it's going to be. Because this team is kind of a wagon. Like this team is is not bad, yeah. I would say. The Yankees are not bad. And there's part of me while I'm watching them hit home run after home run after home run, Matt Carpenter and Giancarlo Stanton and, and the rest and Aaron Judge and, and just all those great people. Um, is a some spark of me is is baseball fan coming out being like, this is kind of like I say it's kind of cool, but it's it as a if you're watching as a baseball fan, this team is kind of exciting to watch. So when they're not playing the Red Sox, it's it's I mean it's it sucks, but it's I would put my, I I would put that money on the Yankees yeah. to win the pennant. Uh, everything else aside. Okay, all right, I like that. Any value play that you liked of the teams kind of below that? I mean, I went the Jays seven to one, Boston. Yeah. I think you and I kind of in lockstep with sales injury. It's going to be really tough for them. That's the Rays, tough. who are leading the wild card, are at fourteen to one. Uh, you got the White Sox, which you know if you trust. Tony LaRusa, good luck to you. God bless you. But plus 1500. And then the Twinkies and the M's. Is there any real value play you would like out there of the AL? The Blue Jays, I guess. Or, I mean, they just, mm. yeah, fired their manager. But really? that, you know what? Yeah. The Rays. I might, I might put money on the Rays. But yep. again, it's just hard to look past the Yankees winning this. It's just, I know. It's, it's tough. I think that's a tough thing is because, like, you, especially on the East Coast, you get to watch a little more AL East baseball than I do on the West Coast. But I just, you know, Zach put it in our show notes. Any any surprise? Man, every year the Rays continue to be good, and it feels like it's yeah. an ongoing thing now. It's not – it used yeah. to be what Oakland was, right? Oakland would have a good season, and then they suck for two years, and they're back to having a good season, and they trade off their prospects. It seems like Tampa Bay, you have to take that organization very seriously. And while they have a bit of a Yankee problem in the postseason, I, I, I kind of like the Ray value there at plus 1,400. Yeah. I'm I'm a little worried about the all-star break. Otherwise, I would I'd kind of go all in on the Mariners at plus three thousand. But the all-star break, excuse me, is really weird. And I just worry about it. Is it too much time off? Do they cool down a little bit? It's one of those they're continuing to play and now they just stop playing. And sometimes you can lose your momentum that way. So I exactly. also like the Rays at plus fourteen hundred. Let's go to the NL here, Lucy, as uh we are just wandering through the major league baseball first half season. It is over. Wild card races are exciting. The NL side of things, you got a similar note. The Dodgers plus 190, they have run away with their division. The Mets, who are still leading the NL East by a slim margin after their incredibly lucky series win against Atlanta. How was it lucky? <laughs> I don't need to explain that. It just was. Uh, they are plus 325. My Bravos are plus 400. And then it's Padres with the Brewers at plus eight. And then the Cardinals are plus 1500. The Phillies plus 18. And the Giants at plus 25 who are we feeling in the nl are we going with favorites the mets no the mets i think the value mm. is is with the mets right now because okay. the second half of this season they could have a monster second half i just have this feel the mets you the first half of the season there are games and you think there's something special going on with them there's something special in queens and now max scherzer is back and those odds could get again shorter Get in on those right now because I I do think the All Star break in the rest versus rust discussion, the rest yeah. could could be good for them, and I because I think they're they're just going to keep going with their momentum because they know something special is happening. It's Pete Alonso summer again. Scherzer is back. Max is back. So 
plus 325, there's, there's some value there, even though, yeah, the Dodgers are what they are. And I know the Braves are great. Uh, but yeah, right. the Mets, the Mets, that's where I'd be going with this. Yeah, I'm canceling off the Giants and the Phillies. I just don't trust them. The yeah, Cardinals, no. eh. Brewers, eh. Padres, yeah, we'll see. They're a bit of a surprise the way they played in the first half, considering they come off such a dud second half last year. Um, it, it's a little biased. I'm not going to lie to you, but I really kind of like the Braves at getting four to one. That's nice. I, I totally agree with everything you said about the Mets. They get to play this division as well. And so when you have a ton of games against the, the Nationals on the schedule coming up, those are more than likely going to be a <laughs> lot of wins. But uh, the Braves are battle-tested. Back-to-back LCS appearances. They're the World Series champions. Morton had a bad outing in his last one in that finale against the Mets for the series. And they got to him, and they got to him early. They put seven on the board in the first, like, three innings. Uh, but I, I'm still going to lean the Braves getting four to one action. Even if I like them, so what? I like action. I like yeah. winning money more. If the Braves were not there, I, I'd tell you, the Mets are a good value play, and I think the Braves are a good value play. The Dodgers are interesting because their Dodger fans are a little nervous about their pitching, even though you'd look at it and say, your pitching's fine. The Dodger fan always finds something to worry about with their billion-dollar payroll. Yeah, exactly. Well, so Okay, so going back to the Braves, you can pick your team, and it's actually a good pick. That must be really nice because as yesterday I would have been (laughs) like, yeah, Red Sox, fine, whatever. But no – Today it has flipped completely, and now I'm like, yeah. So, what other teams are out there? Let's let's check the check the time on the Red Sox season. How much longer do right. we have of this? But that's just today. But it, it must be very. It's just it's nice to see someone be excited about their team and, and pick them to win the pennant. That's very very nice. Hey, hey, and I'm I'm I, I this is gonna sound like a humble brag, Lucy, but I'm used to it. My team growing up every yeah. year they won the they they won their division crown. Uh, they would largely choke in the playoffs because they got the one World Series. But at least every year I knew that team was in contention and going to be involved in the conversation. I still think Boston can maybe find a way. Sometimes teams can rally. Weird injuries happen. You go, okay, that team's out. You never know. That's the thing about baseball is how long the season is and how quickly things can change um, for their for their Right, odds. you know, I still think they're going to win the World Series, but it's just it's just been a day, Sprague. It has been a day with I the know. sale, with everything. I know. I, know. I think they're, you know, they could win the World Series for sure. Yeah, totally. Uh, we have 60 coming up. Why, what's your home run derby pick and, and why is, is, is it your pick? Okay. Kyle Schwarber to win the home run derby up against Pete Alonzo in the finals. I know Pete Alonzo has uh, won this before he is the champion of the home run derby in general. It is Kyle Schwarber's year. I think he's going to unseat mm. Pete Alonzo. I like that. I okay. I like that. And right now you get Schwarber at plus 300 action. Uh, I actually think Soto's a good pick at six to one. Mm. And I'll give you a sleeper pick, Julio Rodriguez, plus 900. He's a, a wide-eyed kid who's having a great season, so I like that pick for them. Uh, when we come back, get like some NBA stuff and Lucy's thoughts on a couple quarterbacks in the National Football League. That's next. Back to the Future on the Fuel Network. Michael Jenkins here. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, presented by BetMGM. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network.
The sports betting world never sleeps. So wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight, featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Welcome to BetMGM tonight, live from the BetQL oh. studios in Washington, D.C. And we're all to an amazing start. Ryan already has hacked up a oh. My guy Ryan I'm is fighting demons over there. You good, brother? Yeah, I was actually going to do a little noise to get the show going, like a leader! But instead, I choked on my own spit. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen before the show. But now that it still happened, I guess I would have preferred it happened off of the the airwaves. Monday, and I needed it. It was like when we used to do our strength training back in the day for high school football. Rudy Rudiger would just walk in the gym, and he would slap everybody across the face. You're name-dropping guys you went to high school with? Well, it's Rudy. 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 His brother, Francis. He runs the gym, Rudy's Gym in Shorewood, Illinois. And he would just come in, and people would be like, Hey, uh, coach, I need a little boost today. And you just slap him across the face. I'd be like, I'm good. Bet MGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. What's been your opinion of what's happened here the last, I don't know, 24 hours with the market, maybe 48 hours? Well, if we can rewind it, Joe, for a second, I think it's very important to explain how people who bet the draft professionally and bet it for a living, it's important to understand what they do. They take plus prices on all realistic outcomes. So I know several people that have Paulo Bancaro at like 10 to 1, and then they bought low on Jabari Smith at minus 140, minus 150. So no matter what happens, they're sort of free rolling on Bancaro going. If you bet the right player at the right price, it doesn't matter what the markets or the rumors say they have dressed. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. There's golf right. happening. Like, can you show me golf? Like, yeah. it all here. A lot of guys playing, a lot of golfers playing. Yeah. These networks, they act, I mean this sincerely. If one of these networks put me in charge of the television production of, like, golf TV, I would bring, like, probably, like, three to five golf bettors into the room and be like, what do you guys need here? Like, what can we do to make your experience better? I'm being serious here. Like, I feel like the sport is on the cusp of, like, blowing up in this regard here. Like, they've got to take better care of, like, like the people that play DFS and the people that bet. And also make it a better product because you're actually showing the sport. I know it sounds like a novel concept. And it's not just, like, this coverage. It's all coverage of these golf tournaments. I feel like it's almost universally bad. You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Your home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. Right, we wrap it up here, Back to the Futures, here on the BetQL Network. Our final segment here, Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast in Portland, Oregon, and Lucy Burge over there in Boston, Massachusetts. She's on Twitter, at Lucille Burge. Give her a follow for all things betting advice. She is our prop queen. She gives them out every day on either IG or Twitter, so give her a follow uh, for all those great takes and to just follow what Lucy does in her incredible life, going to Boston Red Sox games and living a posh lifestyle. Um, we were we were getting into a lot of Major League Baseball stuff. I wanted to kind of wrap some stuff up here in the NBA and the NFL. I want to start the Suns matching the Pacers' offer of four years, 133 for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Suns right now are plus 650 to win the finals. They are third on the board. 
What did you make of them matching this deal? Were you surprised? And what are we to make of Kevin Durant now? Well, I was a little surprised, but you think about it as like they they would have gotten nothing for him, right? I mean, they would have lost him and then gotten nothing. So to match Unless they agreed to a sign and trade. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have lost him for nothing. Yeah. So I think it's a really smart move for them to match this immediately and not lose him. But he also wasn't he he wanted to join up with Tyrese Halliburton and lead the Pacers to a rebuild. And the Suns are like, no, you're not. You are staying here. I'm going to match this. No, the, the F-U-R, that gif, saw that a bunch of times. So, yeah, I, I was not super shocked, but my favorite tweet about this, it was just a picture of, of Aiton and in a Pacers uniform, and it said, Indiana Pacers legend DeAndre Aiton, July 14th, 2.57 p.m. to July 14th, 8.17 yes. p.m. That's perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yes. So it, it, I'm not completely shocked that they did this. I love I love restricted free agency for these moments. Uh, famously, the Blazers participated in this years ago with a former Indiana Pacer, Roy Hibbert, who was a big mm. man out of uh, Georgetown. He had a good run and a couple back-to-back uh, playoff runs with the Pacers. The Blazers offered him $100 million, and it was literally just to get the Indiana Pacers to match it. It was a poison yeah. pill. It was like, yeah, we really want him. Here's $100 million. And the Pacers were like, well, crap, we're going to lose him for nothing. We can't do that. He's good. Gave him $100 million. He was never good again. It's one of the more famous things uh, that the Blazers were involved in. The, the Phoenix Suns, this is a weird move to me. And I'll tell you why. You don't want to lose him. I get it. It's a weird move because of the way they handled the whole ordeal. If you play the tape, go back to preseason last year, they could have locked him up on an extension contract. And they said, thanks, but no thanks. We're not doing that. We don't think you're that good. And then they had the best record in basketball. And then they went on to, you know, get the one seed and then they, they blew it up. It, it, they choked They game seven at home. They lose by 40 points to the Mavs and immediately reports out of Phoenix. Lucy were the coach doesn't like him. He doesn't like the organization. He doesn't trust him. They want to trade him. Where is he going to move? And then they matched his contract. Largely that tells me they couldn't get a deal done for Kevin Durant. And so their secondary move is to say, screw it. Let's bring him back. We were good enough to be the one seed. Maybe we can do that again. This move right here, I, I don't mind paying him $30-plus million a year. He's 23 years old. He'll be 27 at the end of this deal. I don't care. What I would be looking at are Suns futures odds. Plus 650 is good odds. Third on the board. I'm not touching this team. There's, there's things with this, and I just witnessed this in Portland, but this happens all the time in the NBA. Sometimes teams decide to bring back the player they know they shouldn't bring back, and it just it gets the energy, it gets everything about it weird. And so Phoenix is still really good, but Paul's now going to be 37, 38. Aiton's not happy with the team, but he, he's happy with the money. We'll see what D-Book can do. I just, I, I don't know how much I'm really trusting Phoenix with this. This felt like all it had all the signs of a breakup and then they reconciled and they're continuing the marriage. And it's instantly like, oh, you're one of those couples. Those couples are always weird and you don't fully trust them. And that's kind of where I'm at with Phoenix matching this salary and not trading DeAndre. This is true because you look at it on paper and you think, okay, they're bringing their team back. They won 64 games last season. They mean business. They are showing yep. that money really is no option here because they are matching this immediately. 
But then you look at the personal relationships like this and any team that has any kind of shaky foundation or background or players that the, the relationship is not completely clear about how everybody feels about everybody or how players feel about playing in that particular place at that for that team taking futures odds on them to for the span of the entire season to win the finals is a tough it's a tough go because you look at there are other teams that i would take before the suns for sure especially the celtics being one of them mm -hmm. so the suns would be lower on the list of futures odds i would be in on for this season really yeah, probably. Okay. Because okay. I'm looking All at the right. I'm looking at the Celtics. That's where I would yeah. put my money. But at this any kind of any kind of situation like this in the off season, I'm like, okay, we need to see cohesion before I take their odds for sure. Right, right. Um, what did you make of the KD stuff? Do you think KD stays in Brooklyn, or do you think Toronto jumps into this thing? They've got some stuff they could probably offer Brooklyn that's pretty good. Um, where does Kevin Durant play next year? Where would you place a bet on that? I kind of have this feeling he's going to stay in Brooklyn. I don't know really? why, but I have this feeling that all this chaos is happening, all this uproar with the Kyrie, Katie, everything. And I have this feeling they're both going to stay in Brooklyn because I feel like in the end, Oh, Will Kyrie too? Kyrie too. I have this wow. feeling like they're going to both end up just staying there. I don't, mm. I just have this feeling, but it's no team really is showing a huge amount of interest in either of them at this point. And I think after all is said and done, there will be negotiations. There will be uh, reports of things happening. But in the end, I think they're just going to stay in Brooklyn. Mm. That's what I, I. That's where I would put money. Well, I mean, look, Brooklyn's got some good pieces. They they got Patty Mills to come back. Nick Claxton got his deal. Um, you brought in TJ Warren. It's not an awful team. I just, I, I don't know. Again, this is similar to what I just said about Phoenix. This is a couple that was on the verge of breakup. And yeah. You're, you're telling me they, hey, we're going to keep the marriage going for the kids. It's like, yeah, that always works out so well. And it's so great for the kids. Um, yeah, I'd be interested totally. to see. I think Toronto, if he goes anywhere, unless Miami can find a, a third team to involve, I think we're looking at a Toronto Kevin Durant thing, something in the mm -hmm. nature of Scotty Barnes. Um, I think you'd be looking OG on Anobi, a couple draft, a few draft picks, four or five draft picks. I think something like that is pretty enticing. And then he gets to go play with Fred Van Vliet, Pascal mm. Siakam. Like that team in itself, I think, could be pretty good. And so uh, we'll see. Donovan Mitchell, will he be a New York Nick? I said on my show Friday here on my radio show out here that come Monday, I thought Mitchell was going to be a Nick. He has not been a Nick. Is this deal going to die or a Donovan Mitchell be traded? I have this feeling it's going to die. I don't know. You think about wow. you think about where Danny Ainge is and his mindset and what he wanted. What did he say they want at the whole Empire State Building? Everything but the Empire State Building for him. He asked for six first round draft picks and like three players. Like just a yeah. ballsy move by Danny Ainge. Yeah, you know he's a ballsy guy. So I mean, yeah, yeah that's not expected of Danny Ainge, but it doesn't always work. So I feel like this is going to fall apart, and it's just not going to happen. Mm. Yeah, it's. Um... I don't know. There's a part of me that likes watching Nick fans be tortured just because I, I, I think they care among some of the most of the fans and then they just can't be rewarded because their owner has been an absolute S show. True. And we'll see. That's, that's too much. Danny Ainge has got to be going all in on what he can get for him, maximize the value. But if they don't want to trade, you know, six first round picks and a bunch of young guys and Grimes who just played summer league quickly top in, um, if that's not what they're willing to do, good for the Knicks, actually, because Mitchell's a good player. 
no, he is no in, in no way worth six first round draft picks plus some of your young assets. I wouldn't like that uh, whatsoever. I wanted to wrap things up here as we did a little NBA there. And LeBron, by the way, scored 42 in the Drew League. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and but Kevin he also Durant. said that mm, he said Boston's racist, so he can he can score whatever, and I'm not impressed. Well, so did Bill Russell. How do you feel now? Uh, that is true too. Sure, sure. Good. Yeah, that's yes. Different different times. <laughs> so LeBron LeBron shows up and drops 42 at an LA based thing called the Drew League. And Kevin Durant was spotted shooting baskets at my alma mater, Park Rose High School, out here in Portland, Ooh. Oregon. So every Blazer fan thinks Kevin Durant now is going to become a Trailblazer. But it's more the fact that there's a pro AM going on and he's in town for Nike business. But that being said, let's transition here. Tom Brady did an interview that you found very interesting. Can you explain what he said? Yes. So he has said a lot in the past few days. So he did an, a big spread with Vanity Fair, said a lot of things about his career when he's going to retire, Fox, all that stuff. But he did a radio yeah. interview. And this is what really got me. He said, they asked him the biggest challenges of parenthood. And he has said in the Vanity Fair, he said, I've made a lot, hinted at this. I've made a lot of, of I've screwed up as a parent. Because, you know, like everybody, I mean, humans make mistakes. But he said that his biggest challenge of being a parent is the privilege that his kids have. He said, we have people to clean for us. We have people to cook for us, drive us to the airport. How mm. in the world are Giselle and I going to show our kids what life, what the world is really like, what, what being without privilege is really like? It is such a struggle. What a hassle it is to have all this money. Tom Brady has sealed the deal on him being completely out of touch now he is not this beer drinking nacho eating guy from california anymore tom brady is one of the most out of touch people on the planet right now he is not one of wow. us anymore to i know a lot of celebrities say this like oh showing that my kids what the world is really like and privilege and the royal family says this too but the royal family knows they're out of touch they are by by definition out of touch tom brady by saying this is completely out of touch with the world and it was i mean he got just massacred i would think for these comments because mm. yeah he's not one of us because he he's the, his biggest problem is that he has people to drive him to the airport how will my kids ever they will never have to know what that's not mm. like so what's the problem what oh my mm. god it must be such a it, it's the the reaction is it must be such a hassle have so much money but it just that sticks out because it's like wait this is not this tom brady is a robot now he's a more robot with money and making movies and all these things and he is one of the most out of touch people on the planet uh, I would actually counter and say, I don't know if that's that's your hardest thing, Tom. I think being there, like your season, when your season yeah. happens, there ain't so no way be. you're really that active. You're watching film, you're traveling, right. like life is insane for quarterbacks. What did you make? Uh, we have 60 seconds here as you just rant about Tom Brady. What You, you had something that you wanted to say about Aaron Rodgers' tattoo. Again, I will oh. not comment. I've got too many. I've got four tattoos on my arm that you could question. Uh, so I will not make a comment. What are your comments on Aaron Rodgers and his tattoo? Ricky Williams famously said uh, he's a guy dealing with inner darkness. Oh, yeah. No, I think this is not him. This is his girlfriend's new thing. The tattoo is the from witch. her. Yeah. Once, th once they break up, he's going to get rid of that tattoo. 100%. There we go. All right. Well, we'll see, man. That that That's going to hurt. Uh, good stuff. Lucy Burge on Twitter, at Lucille Burge. I'm at Brandon Sprague. And we'll catch you guys next week. Back to the future. Thanks for tuning in on the BetQL Network. Hey, it's Chelsea Messenger from The Daily Tip, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, presented by Bed of Jim. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books.